You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, here's your host, Peter Inch. Good morning, everybody. A beautiful, cloudy day in London. I'm uh, Peter Inch, host of Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show. I'm the general manager at Roy Inch & Sons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, a service experts company. In the studio with me today, we have Dan Peterson, our plumbing manager. How's those tigers doing, Dan? (laughs) The tigers are hitting a bit of a rough patch right now, but uh, I'm I'm sure in my my own mind that they can come back now. Well, that's good. Now we got a we want to do a couple shout outs. We had a a gentleman uh email me uh this week, uh, Brian Lockwood, who had a birthday. I want to say happy birthday to him and said he uh listened to the show and uh thought it was very good and you had somebody that uh, emailed you. Well, I was just wondering if uh Janice is uh, taking her son to Dorchester or to uh, Ingersoll from Dorchester to go swimming and We've tried up the volume. I'm talking a little louder this morning for her. <laughs> so, so I hope uh, you have fun at uh, swimming there, Janice, and uh, <laughs> thanks very much for reaching out to us. So uh, we hope everybody will be able to listen on Saturday mornings from 9 to 9.30 as we provide you, our listeners, with heating, air conditioning, and plumbing tips and how your uh, uh, units work in your home. Uh, but most important, the phone lines are open. We'd like to hear from you, answer any questions you have related to heating, cooling, and plumbing in your home or business. And you can call locally at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. And one lucky caller today will win a free Nest thermostat valued at $250, so don't wait. Call in early. Get your name in for that thermostat. Now, we're getting a little cold out there, Dan. Things are starting to cool down. Yeah. Um, we've been getting a few more service calls at the shop. And I wanted to run through, we call it tagging out a furnace. Mm-hmm. Other people may call it locking out a furnace. Yep. Most, homers call, most homeowners call it, I'm not very happy. <laughs> You're going to leave me without heat. So I want you to to run through, if you can, why we have to do it and what the laws say of why we can't leave the heat on. Well, when we when we have to tag something and lock it out, it's for the safety of the of the homeowner. It's not that we want to do it. It's not that we're looking for work. It's the safety of the homeowner, and it is by law, by code, that we have to do that. Um, we would try anything we can do to remedy that situation before having to do that. It's unfortunate, but uh, we have to do it uh, by code and for safety. Yeah, and a lot of the you know the reasons why we have to do it, we find uh, what's called a crack in the heat exchanger. Mm-hmm. So we get carbon monoxide leaking into the home, which if we leave that condition, it could lead to sickness or death. So it is something that our... Licenses say if you find this situation, you either have to fix it, which would be put in a new heat exchanger, or install a new furnace, which can't be done in five minutes. Right. So we would then have to tag and lock the furnace off so that nobody could turn it on and put that home into a, a difficult situation. Exactly. 
But it also, you know, there can be situations where we call it, you have 49 days to fix it. So we can yes. come out, find a, which we this week we found quite a few people have done renovations in their basement. They have put what we call combustible material, which can be wood, can be studs, can be whatever, close, too close to the venting, which could catch on fire. And we have to note it and give them 45 days to fix that. Yes. Um, some cases, if it's too close and we see charring, we have to then tag it off that it's unsafe. This could catch on fire. But hopefully. So if you're in, you know, doing renovations in your basement, you're going to close off that furnace room. You really should get some somebody out there to take a look at it, to explain to you how close you can get to venting. Also, depending on your type of furnace, if it's a high efficiency and it has two pipes outside uh, and your water heater has one pipe outside, we have to take a look at how much air you need in that room. Exactly. So a lot of people are, are walling it off and then putting a solid door. It may be walling it off and then putting a louvered door that will still allow air to flow into that room to give air to those appliances to burn. We have to have that air for combustion for those appliances. And uh, people are, you know, they want to get as much room in their basement as possible, but they should check all the clearances. And uh, if they're not sure, give us a call. We can let them know what those clearances are before they start. Yeah, and if and and if you you know we get there or or you call us and the renovation doesn't look like it's going to go, there is appliances that take their air from outside. Yes, uh, that can be your water heater, that can be your furnace, uh, anything that's that, that's burning a gas or a combustible. It can be uh, take the air from outside, burn it, and exhaust it out, so it reduces how much air we need to take from the home. If you don't want to do those upgrades, you want to keep your old mid-efficient furnace or standard furnace that's 30 years old, we really have to look at when you're doing those renovations if anything happens. So it's something that uh, this week has really come up. Uh, We probably have had four or five that we've had to um, what we call tag off because of the combustion material was too close to the venting. We've we've now started to see furnaces that are having cracked heat exchangers. So if you haven't had that tune-up done on your furnace, if your furnace is over five years old, you need to have that tune-up done every year to make sure that it is uh, correct. Even new furnaces now, manufacturers are saying that maintenance must be done yearly so that the warranty stays intact. Yes. And it, it's right in their uh, literature uh, that's saying that. So... It maintenance is a huge thing these days to keep your furnaces and air conditioners operating properly. Uh, if you have tankless water heaters, we even recommend that they get done yes. once a year, uh, and a good flush out of that system uh, with a vinegar will work very well on them. But before it gets too cold, I mean, it was a little chilly this morning, but it, it's not down below that minus number. Uh, we want to make sure that that stuff gets checked, looked out. Go to our website, royinch.com. We have coupons on there for $15 off a tune-up, as well as on uh, buying a new furnace and air, plumbing, duct cleaning. Uh, So before you, you know, make the phone call, go there and print off the coupon so that when the technician shows up, you can get a little discount off that. Um, 
we talked about outside taps almost every week now, but just to do a <laughs> refresher because, uh, again, starting to get cool, we may have to shut them down. Just uh, just as a refresher, you should uh, make sure that there's a valve inside to turn that outside tap off. Uh, turn it off. Uh, drain if there's a little drain valve on the side of it. Open that up. Open your tap up outside. Drain all the water out of it and leave the hose off of it. If you have a hydrant, um, you can do the same thing, but just make sure that you leave the hose off of it. Um, that's kind of a quick refresher course, but uh, it's something that you should know, especially find out where that valve is on the inside. If you don't have one, maybe you should consider putting one in just for an emergency or, or something that uh, may happen. Yeah, and, and you know, myself, I had shut mine off last year, taken the hose off, uh, thought I was good. Uh, and ended up mine cracked last winter because it was so cold because the little drain port was on the top instead of the bottom. So no water came out when I took it off because it, it wasn't at the bottom exactly. to drain away. And it was in the house when I bought it that way. Yeah. So I got a shower in the spring. Then Dan's, uh, we had our plumber guys come out and fix that up and put a new one in. And this year when I drain it, it will be drained and I won't have that shower right. in the spring. So. It is something to please pay attention to. It can cause a lot of damage in your home, and we, we don't want that to happen. But our phone lines are open uh, locally, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. One lucky caller today will win a free Nest thermostat valued at $250. So give us a call. Um, we've... Uh, we are getting very booked up in tune-ups on uh, furnaces. We're out there probably uh, two to three weeks, so make sure if you're thinking about it, get your your date booked because it is filling up quickly. Um, but a lot of people don't think tune-ups are needed. Um, suggestions for them? Well, I I always feel if you've you spent that kind of money on that equipment or, you know, you depend on that in the wintertime, it's the number one thing people depend on to have heat. I think you want to make sure that that's operating at the optimum that it can be. Um, if it's not, you're losing money by not making sure that that piece of equipment is working properly. So not only do you want to do it for your comfort in your home during the winter time, but you also want to make sure that you're getting the optimum for your dollar when, uh, when you're paying your gas bill. So uh, to me, that is uh, an imperative thing that you should do that. Yeah, we've, uh, I've always said if you picture your furnace is like a car and every hour that it runs, it goes about 100 kilometers. So if it ran 10 hours in a day, I'm going 1,000 kilometers a day. Shouldn't we get an oil change once a winter or shouldn't we get a tune-up once a winter? And exactly. It's uh, it's definitely needed on, on that product. So. Well, we're going to break here for a commercial, but remember, uh, we're, our, our lines are open. Give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Once again, here's your host, Peter Inch. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to go right to the phones. We have Dean on the phone. Um, go ahead with your uh, question, Dean. 
Oh, good morning, Peter. Uh, great show this morning, and uh, certainly very, very timely today, except we haven't closed our pool yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good day to do it. With, uh, <laughs> tomorrow, Dean. <laughs> it sure is. Uh, you, you piqued my interest. You were talking about, uh, I think you mentioned a Nest thermostat, but my, my question was a little broader, and that is, uh, can you sort of give me a sense why I would want a setback thermostat? Is there, is there really some value to that? Well, and, and I'll talk a little bit more about the Nest, but what I say, a setback thermostat will reduce your energy costs as long as you don't set it too far back. Okay. So people sometimes think, I'm going to set it really cold because I'm not home all day. Right. But they lose the benefit because the furnace comes on and has to bring it back up. A Nest thermostat also works on your life. So, for example, in my life, if you said to me, what time am I going to get home every night? I'd say, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I may be away at a meeting. I may be curling. I don't know. So the advantage of the Nest thermostats is it learns your life. So you don't say, you know, shut off at 8.30 and come back on at 4.30, and then I'm going to go to bed at 11 and shut off and come back on at 6 in the morning. Right. It just learns your life for a week. So you just go about your job, about your your home, and it will learn it. But should you change and all of a sudden you aren't coming home at that time, it will sense that as well and automatically make the adjustments. That's pretty cool. Now, I'm sure it's pretty obvious, but that works the same thing for summer, too, for your cooling, would it? Exactly. So to give you an example, it's called auto away. It will figure out, it will say, hey, nobody's been walking by me. I haven't sensed anybody at home, and it will automatically set itself away until somebody comes home and walks by it. Then it will say, okay, somebody's home, and it will turn it back on. Wow. So it now you can also, with smartphone technology, I can go into it and and say, okay, I'm driving home, and hit that auto away, turn it off. And so by the time I get home, everything's nice and cool or nice and hot, depending the the weather that I need it. So then just to go to your comment earlier, just so that I get this straight, um, you talked about not setting it too, fa- too far back, like if you had a regular setback. But in the case of, the, of this Nest one, does it sort of do you sort of predetermine how far back you would want to go if, if you're not home? That's correct. So okay. Okay. For, for heating, you would say, you know, I want to set it back four degrees. Oh, really? Okay. And for cooling, I'll let it get four degrees hotter. Okay. Um, but and that's you, the difference variance, huh? Yes. Yeah. If really? you start going, you know, if I have, I have it at home at, let's say, uh, 22, mm-hmm. you know, I can set it back to 18 and, and I'm okay. But if I go down to 15... Or 16, then the amount of time my furnace has to run to bring the temperature back up, you're, you may not be saving as much as you could. That's really, really helpful. Can I ask one more quick question away from that? You made me think of something else. Sure. Um, the benefit of leaving your furnace fan all, on all the time in the winter, is it beneficial or no? Yes, 100%. Every even on uh, even in the summer, I recommend it if you you have your air conditioning on. What it does is mix that air, so it takes you know cold air in the summer always falls to the basement, hot air always rises up. Mm-hmm. Well, what we do with the fan running is take that air and mix it up, okay. so, so that hopefully the furnace or the air conditioner won't come on as often because we're moving that air around. Terrific. Thank you very much. Thanks for taking my call this morning. Really appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks. Dean. Thanks for calling in. Have a a great weekend. I've got to go look after that pool now. (laughs) Enjoy that. Thank Thank you. Bye-bye.
<laughs> and we'll uh, go to Gordon. Uh, Gordon, go ahead with your question. Yes, good morning. I'm enjoying your show. Thank you. <laughs> uh, my question is, can I change my electric hot water heater from 110 to 240 successfully? It's, I seem to have a lot of problem. I, the, the boys say that I can, and the same thermostats seem to work, but it's not panning out. I'm not getting the same heat out of it. You have the... Did you change the elements in the thermostat? I've changed the elements in the thermostat because I have sulfur water there in the okay. 110. They, the elements got so short, I was burning them out too often, so they said it'd be a lot easier and cheaper for me to run with the two, 240. 240 is a lot more common. It does heat up the water quicker, but you're having the opposite. You're having the uh, the water taking too long to heat up? Uh, it's not coming up as as uh, as what it should have been. I figure it should. Like the old heater, it used to get quite a bit hotter. Now I've turned up the the gauge on the thermostat, but it doesn't seem to be coming up like uh, what I feel it should be. Now, what size of water heater is it? I think it's about a forty gallon. Okay. Two thermos. There's two uh, two heaters, top and bottom. And you changed those heaters out and the thermostat out, but you didn't change the whole tank. No, I didn't change the whole tank. I've got a, with sulfur water, I've got a, a glass-lined uh, water heater. Mm-hmm. So uh, another question is, are these uh, water tanks now, are they glass-lined, all of them, or can we get one? Yep, you can still, they're all still glass-lined. Um, they're all glass-lined? Yep, you can even go to stainless steel. If your tank wasn't glass-lined... and It, it is uh, glass-lined. Well, it, uh, if you were hunting sulfur water and it wasn't glass-lined, it would uh, you'd get a hole in that tank before you knew it. Yeah. Um, but are you sure that they've got the right uh, breakers in there? Well, it's all on fuses. It's on fuses? And are they 20-amp fuses? Um, the chap, the electrician that I got finally, he put a 30-amp fuse in. He did? Um, two tw- 220 is usually two fuses normally. Right. And he has done that. Yep. Boy, uh, the only other thing I can think of is that the, uh, elements were maybe not the same wattage. Were they the same 3,500 or 3,000 watt elements? I Did- couldn't just tell you that. I got them at the same, in the same place at the same time. Well, the ones that were in there, I'm just wondering if they were a higher wattage than the ones that you put in. 3,000 is normally a standard, and it should be stamped right on the element. 3,000 is the uh, standard for a 40-gallon water heater, pretty well the norm. I see. So I would check that to see. I, did you drain the tank out uh, from oh, the drain when you put it in? Oh, yes. Yeah, so I have to drain it to get the elements in. Exactly, but did you drain it all the way down to the bottom? Were you getting any lime or or deposits coming out of the bottom when you drained it? No. No? No. no well, of course, there's black sulfur in it and will wash it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes the lime will get around if it builds up high enough and the bottom will get in around that element, but no, you would know still, if you got still that. still freeboard below the bottom element. But when you um, drained the bottom, you didn't get any... Uh, white pieces or any yellow pieces out no i get black pieces you got from the sulfur yeah 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 it uh it sounds to me like there may be a wattage problem more on the on the elements 
now, than you, a voltage. Do you still have the old elements, Gordon? Yes, I do. Okay, so what you might do is look on those elements to see if there's a wattage number on it, and then look on the new elements that you installed to see if that wattage matches. I see. Uh, if it doesn't, then, you know, if you're, the let's say it was 3,000 on the elements you took out and 1,500 on the elements you put in, then that would be your issue there. Um, I see. But if you don't can't see it on the elements you bought, whoever you bought it from should be able to tell you the wattage on those. And the old ones, you might have to go uh, online to see if you can find out from the manufacturer what the wattage were of the old elements if it's not stamped on them somewhere. Well, um, I've changed the elements on the 110 so many times now. I wouldn't have the originals, but I, I could have the ones that are that I took out, and they're still here in the house. Okay. Well, that take a look at that. We think that's probably what you will uh, find out to be the problem. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. Thank Enjoy you. Enjoy your show. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Well, thanks very much, Gordon and Dean, for calling in. We appreciate that uh, very much. If you're trying to get a hold of Dan or myself when we're not on the air, you can uh, reach us in London or St. Thomas at 519-681-2450. Sarnia at 519-786-2373 or 1-866-EXPERTS or online at RoyInch.com. As we always say, life is hard by the yard, by the inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.